your projected winner well, hey. in American Samoa, the former mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg. There you go. The Samoa, at times, my favorite Girl Scout cookie. That was the chocolatey, coconutty one. Oh, yes. For the more sophisticated palate. I know the common man enjoys the thin mint. As do I. So we're do- but I'm, not I'm, always the thin mint. So we're driving down the street the other day, headed to the skateboard park. My son and I are listening to the country music radio station, and the country music disc jockey said, a poll out of Girl Scout cookies says the number one cookie is the thin mint. Mm. And my son Sam, Sam said, I've never had a thin mint. And I said, what? Oh, bad parenting. How have you never had a Thin Mint? And he said, Mom buys them, and she always says I'm going to get one, but I never do. <laughs> and <laughs> Mom and her false promises on the campaign trail. When will we learn? So I'm driving. She's like the Bernie Sanders of your family. Thin Mints for everyone, she says, and the economy collapses. So Bernard Sanders. So <laughs> we're, we're driving down the road on the way to Skateboard Park. I immediately whip into the parking lot of a grocery store because I thought, I'll bet there's Girl Scouts there. And there were yes. right out front. Yes. I mean, this is seconds after he said this to me. Mm-hmm. I whip into the, the, the parking lot, and I pull up next to him, and I roll down my window. And I said, my son says he's never had a Thin Mint. And the Girl Scout leaders yelled, you're a bad parent. I was like, yes. Yes, I'm with you, sister. So I walked up there with a twin ski and walked away with several boxes. And yes. We ate about half of them on the way to the skateboard park. And then, of course, riding our bikes around and stuff like that, having eaten a sleeve of Thin Mints mm. didn't feel so good. But, you know. Oh, you know. and you got that good kind of gooey brown spit going. Anyway, mm. back Fabulous. to America. Your son says to you, Dad, you're like Santa Claus. You said, I am Santa Claus. <laughs> He says, I've never had a Thin Mint moments later. He's got one in his mush. It probably wasn't 90 seconds. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, actually, before we get into the drudgery of the uh, the news day. Ash, actually, it's pretty interesting today. But um, it reminds me of when uh, my daughter, Little D, Delaney, she was probably about eight years old, and said to me, because we live in a warm clime, uh, she said, you know, Dad, I've never seen snow falling in person. Mm-hmm. And we'd been been to the snow because you go up into the mountains and there it is all winter long. But she'd never fallen. And as a kid who grew up in Chicago, and I love watching it snow. Sure. A big when you got the big heavy flakes falling through the you know the street lights and the rest. It's just gorgeous. It's amazing. And and the rest of it, I, 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 it was heartbreaking to me. And so as luck would have it, it wasn't ninety seconds later, but within a few days there was a big storm brewing in the mountains. And I told her, put on your winter coat and get in the car. I wouldn't tell her why. And we went up and, and watched the snowfall and made a snowman. And, oh, my God, it's one of those memories makes life worth living. Yep. It's fabulous. So we were talking a little bit ago about um, uh, stories from around the country where people waited a long time to vote. I don't think I've ever waited more than a couple of minutes in my life to vote. Um, but people wait in hours to vote. And then somebody texted, well, there you go. That's why people do early voting. Early voting screwed Biden helped Sanders a great deal. It screwed a lot of voters, too, because I assume, I mean, it, well, it would be ridiculous to assume that all those people that voted early stand by those votes. They would have voted for Bernie no matter what. And oh, the no, reverse is no. clearly true. No, they. The, the more information came in, 
the mood changed. Biden looked more electable. You heard about Bernie and Castro. And so you wanted to change your vote. Well, yeah, I would say to you, texters, yeah, mail it in the day before the election when you have adequate information. Yeah, so I've been bashing early voting, and I do think it's, I, I'm against it, but a number of, uh, of friends and texters and whoever have reached out about, we don't want to control this sort of stuff. Let people make their own decisions. So I'm not I'm not anti the the ability to early vote. I'm anti you voting early. Right. Don't vote early. It's yeah. a dumb idea. Right. Yeah, it's a totally different objection. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I, I do think I'm against I know there are Democrats have always wanted more people to vote. And some Republicans, being good Americans, think the more voting, the better. I just am against it. I want a poll test. I've been saying that forever. I believe in poll testing. I yes, think it would be we know awesome. the history. It's repugnant. It's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. The fact that it was abused in the past doesn't mean it wouldn't be a good idea now. And, man, I would like it. it just You, you have to re- you reach some level of no. You, I'll tell you what. I'll trade you poll testing for early voting. You can have month-long voting yes. if you have some sort of test you have to pass. What's on the test? Go ahead. Hit me. Um, I don't know. To be, you'd have to make it fair, obviously, to get everybody to agree to it. I'd like something on there where you have the slightest idea what your tax rate is, how much you're paying in taxes. Wow, that's pretty advanced. I thought it was going to be like name a state, yep. other than the one you're in. People usually talk about you know name the three branches of gover- government. That's a good one. Who's the president and vice president? Who's yes. your governor? Stuff like that. Yeah, which is pretty good. At least you'd have to be somewhat aware. But I'd love to have something like. Within 10%, how much did you pay in taxes last year? Everybody ought to have that number in their head. Of course. Everybody should. Of course. Any conversation about taxes and you don't have that number in your head, then what's the point? But anyway, that'll never happen. What was the most decisive battle in the War of 1812? No, you don't need that. No, 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 no. Name a Supreme Court justice. Just one. One. How about ever? Ever. (laughs) Oh, yeah, ever. John Marshall to RGB, or RBG, whatever you want. They work together, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Wow. Wow, an old shot at the sainted uh, diminutive little justice. But anyway, as I keep saying, the LA Times points out that if you're refreshing California, don't waste your time. It'll be weeks, probably, before they have the full results, but even days before they can uh, get into the, the bulk of it. And um, that's got a lot to do with early voting and all that sort of stuff. And all the exit polls show that... Biden would have done way better if you didn't have early voting. You know what the best example... Which means a lot of you regret your vote. The best example of the desperation of Democrats to elect uh, somebody who can theoretically beat Trump, that's the only thing in their heads and hearts, was that Liz Warren got third place in her own state, her home state, and she, including finishing third among women voters. Right, Which exactly. is amazing. So it was like, I don't care about issues. I don't care about your stance on this. I don't care about you have a plan. I don't care about anything but beating Trump. Who, who's uh, Biden? Fine, Biden. Biden's the guy. <laughs> Whatever. Bernie? Two weeks ago, it was Bernie? Fine, Bernie. Wildly different candidate than Biden. I mean, they ought to be in different parties, really. If there were three parties to choose from, there's no way Biden and Bernie would be in the same party. But Democratic voters were like, yeah, whichever. I don't care. Whoever. But your sister is running. I don't care. God, Who's I was, winning? I was starting to feel comfortable that Trump was going to win in a walk. Yeah, me too. And uh, and now you got Biden running, who can appeal to a lot of those working class Trump voters. You could have easily have voters out there in Pennsylvania or Michigan or whatever that voted Obama, Obama, Trump, Biden. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. Um, uh, and Bloomberg is going to put all his money and organization behind Biden. And at some point, 
I don't know, this summer when, Biden's going to be on stage every night with Barack Obama at his side. Mm. Positive Sean is pushing uh, Barack Obama as Biden's running. Mate. Oh, I'm rooting for that so hard. Right. Obama! That would be pretty be fascinating. That would be pretty extraordinary. Which we've decided is questionable, constitutionally speaking, but... And would There's Biden no even specific take, prohibition against and, it? And would Biden even take the stage at those rallies, or would he just stay back and let his Veep go up there? <laughs> That'd be the smart move. Yeah. And one more caution for Trump fans, and I'm a little worried about this. Mentioned it earlier, is Trump and his his act, which is so incredibly entertaining. It played great against Hillary because she's mean as a snake. She's a bad person. Even her yes. supporters understand yes. that. Yes. Absolutely. Everybody knows that. But Biden is, he might be a bumbling old fool, but everybody likes him. I mean, the the Hunter stuff and the the Burisma stuff notwithstanding, because, you know, they're they're greedy and corrupt, like everybody in D.C. tends to be greedy and corrupt, but being... That's the status quo, Joe. Being, <laughs> thank you, Bernie. Being mean to Biden will play very differently than being mean to Hillary did. And I just, I wonder if uh, Donald J. can and will adapt, but... As I've said many times, I guess we'll find out together. Does he run a positive campaign on the economy and uh, all the things we've accomplished? To a large extent, yeah. As opposed to a negative campaign. Yeah, it's always both, though. It's always both, but you got to be careful. Biden doesn't have the obvious attack points that Hillary has. Right. Had. Yeah. Yeah. So easy. Jeez, where do you start with Hillary? Right. When do you stop? Mm. Anyway, if you have a theory on that, text line 415-295-KFTC. How do you turn Biden into a villain before next November? 415-295-KFTC. Man brought a llama to his sister's wedding, delighting everyone but the bride. Oh, I've seen a picture of her face. Angry as can be. Didn't want a llama at her wedding. Did you see the picture? So many women do. See the picture of the llama? The llama is in a tuxedo. He fit the dress code. I don't understand why he's not welcome. Well, women, so fickle. <laughs> she saw her brother and next to him, a llama. Reva Weinstock was unamused. How can you be unamused by a llama? In a it's, one of, it's one of, well, good point. It's one of God's most amusing creatures in its usual getup. In a tuxedo, please. <laughs> she didn't need to say she was unamused. Her reaction to the well-dressed wedding crasher was caught on camera and seen around the world. Yeah, the photographer did catch a good moment where the bride is clearly not pleased. Well, you know why? The one thing you can't do at a wedding is in any way, mom, don't do this. Groom, don't do this. Nobody do this. Dr. Doolittle, don't do this. Don't upstage the bride. Not in any way at any moment. It's her day. Hey, focus on the marriage. Don't worry about the wedding. Well, Well, the story behind it was uh, this this, uh, young guy, her brother, the, she and all of her friends were talking endlessly about weddings and what their wedding would be like and the rest of it. This is years ago when they were kids. And he said, you get married, I'm going to bring a llama to your wedding. <laughs> and she and all her friends said, shut up, Jimmy. Go away, Jimmy. <laughs> and by God, years later, there he was, llama in tow. <laughs> Tell me to go away. We have the picture posted at armstrongandgetty.com.
Another dangerous viral prank sweeping social media, the Skull Breaker Challenge, already landing several kids in the hospital with serious injuries. Now a family from New Jersey is sharing their 13-year-old son's story to warn others. Yeah, I don't think I want to hear a tragic story, but Ugh. the uh, Good Morning America and others, and we I think we've mentioned this on the air, the Skull Breaker Challenge, this is like the... Tide Pod Challenge and the, the Cinnamon Challenge, the whatever challenge. What was the one where people were like hanging outside of cars or something and running themselves over a couple of years ago? I remember that one. Uh, the, the, in my feelings challenge, it was about a oh, Drake yeah, yeah, song, yeah. something like that. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Darwin Challenge. Yeah, that as was usual. right. You'd play the Drake song, then you'd get out of your car and dance by the door, and people would get run over. Chimney. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just kind of feel like, well, if you're gonna do that, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to help you. I don't know. But anyway, the Skull Breaker Challenge is you jump up in the air and your friends kick your feet out from underneath you and you come down on your back or your head. No. It looks horrible. would be the answer. No, we're not doing that. Who's, who's agreeing to that? that? People, young people who are desperate for the approval of their peers, which makes me sad. But this Raise your kids better than that. But this one's right there in the name, Skull Breaker. I got the eye poke challenge. Come over here. Ah! Oh, my God, my eye. Who would do that? This is the stomped foot challenge. Come here. Yeah! I just, I can't imagine. I, I, you know, I am going to bring this up to my kids uh, uh, today, just that, uh, what you just said. I don't think they're likely to uh, suffer from that, but jeez. The fact that you think, well, the cool kids think I should do this, I guess that's what happens. He's I don't know. stronger than that. And and listen, it's, it's uh, partly upbringing. It's partly the way you are, I guess. But yeah. Teach your kids. Oh, wait a second. You know, maybe don't, I, don't d- trade in everything from your dignity to your your beliefs to d- be popular for a moment. Who has actually who's actually read about this? I haven't. I just saw the headline and barely know it. I, I've, I've seen it mentioned. So I, maybe I'm misunderstanding it because I could see where you'd convince somebody to kind of jump up and down in front of you, next to you, and you and the person on the other side. Are in on it. Are in on it, and when they're in the air, you're going to whip their feet out from underneath them. Is that what's happening without their knowledge? Because I can see that happening pretty easily. Wow. Say, hey, we got this funny thing. Watch. Watch what happens. You jump with us. Right. I can see getting a kid. I would have fallen for that. That's brutal, man. Yeah. If that's what's going on, if I don't get my skull broken, I'm getting up swinging. Yeah, that's not so much a challenge as it is just just assault and battery. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and a really dangerous one. Unfreaking believable. So if that's what's going on, then yes, do get the word out. Hey, don't do that because you're gonna. It won't just be funny. It'll really hurt somebody. That's what happens to NBA players. That's just like when you go up when you're up in the air and they and they undercut you. That's why people come up swinging in the NBA. You mm-hmm. can break somebody's neck doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Exactly. Luckily, when Bernie Sanders is president, they'll outlaw this sort oh, of thing. Please, please. Oh, that reminds me. When Bernie Sanders is president was a phrase I could have said four days ago, and at least likely he was going to be the nominee. Now right. it seems impossible. No, th- no, I think America has regained its sanity. And listen, old Joe, old Uncle Joe is a buffoon, and he's been wrong about everything. I mean, he has mishandled virtually everything he's ever done in his well, career. Well, you're going to hear this quote a lot, so it's probably worth hitting it right now. Okay. When, uh, when, when Gates, Bob Gates? Yes. Former Secretary of Defense, served when, under both Republicans and Democrats. When he did his interview where he said, everybody likes Joe Biden, everybody in D.C. likes Joe Biden, yeah. but he's been wrong about every foreign policy decision 
since he's been in office. Exactly. And you'll hear that a thousand times. Exactly. Before election day. And so I'm thinking about Donald J's uh, re-election campaign, and I'm concerned about going mean on old Joe. The the media will just be desperate to make that the narrative. They will be they will show that stuff over and over and over again and stay away from policy. Because that's where Joe's weakness is. He's just always wrong. And he's he represents that Barack Obamian apology, weak America, let's, let's kowtow to the U.N. thing, which I find awful. Um, and if, if Donald J. can stick to, listen, the guy's always wrong, we're much better off with an America first policy, and keep it fairly dry, I think he beats old Joe like a drum. That ain't going to happen. And rests on the economy. You don't think so? Does, does Donald Trump ever play that way? I don't think so. Am I asking a leopard to change its spots? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? But I don't think beating him up on his personality works. Or his height. Or... I've never understood the sleepy thing. What's the sleepy thing? Now, there is a possibility. There is a possibility on the he's not all there thing. Joe has a couple more, more high-profile, doesn't know where he is or what day it is or something like yeah. that. You know, that. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Trump? All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Oh, that's <laughs> got to be in every single ad. Joe Biden, a nice man, 30 years ago. Good one. That'd be a good one. Yeah. If I'm Donald Trump's advisor, the, the playbook that I run over and over again is that you are the youngest person in this race. You are the young person with your mind still together yeah well, you just get to play not the youth vote but i think that's where a yeah. lot of his strategy will, will come from yeah you know tucker put together that montage we played yesterday you string together all biden's old man gas it's pretty rough the armstrong and getty show is attempting to break a world record by drinking only beer during Lent. If you're wondering what he's giving up, I'm guessing custody? <laughs> That's a pretty wow. good joke. That's dark. Hey, the uh, chairman of the uh, Texas GOP just characterized the battle between Biden and Bernie as socialism versus senility. <laughs> uh, quick update. That's unkind. Quick update, then we'll move away from the political thing if you're tired of it. Um... Uh, huge night for Biden, bad night for Bernie. Still don't know who the winner is in California. Won't know for days, maybe weeks. There you go. But Uncle Mo is with Uncle Joe. Oh, without a doubt. Beyond a question. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, the same people of America have risen up and said, no, we don't want some crusty old wackadoo revolutionary. Bernard Sanders. Some fan of Castro. <laughs> Please. God, how'd that ever get in the uh, momentum at all? Now listen, here's some good news. This is, I hesitate to give you hope, because if you have no hope, you can't have your hope crushed. But here's a little hope for you. Risky playgrounds where kids can climb and maybe fall and maybe get banged up are making a comeback, bringing adventure back into play. This, this, oh my. Is it, is it because only all psychologists and people know anything about child development say that's a good idea? Be- only because it's universal? 
Right. That we realize it's necessary for our development. If you're new to the Armstrong and Getty Show, we have been militant about this through the years. The veal calfization of our children. Trying to turn them into helicoptered, pampered, no adventure, constantly supervised little veal calves. It's just terrible. Convincing them that the world is just this thing that is uh, a scary monster ready to hurt you at a moment's notice. Right, exactly. And we've become, we've gone from being the country that, and part of it is moms and dads, but certainly there are, are moms who, who are, are don't fit this cliche and, and dads and the rest of it, but... Junior skins his knee. Often mom says, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? And looks at the wound, the rest of it. And dad says, he's fine. Look, brush yourself off, son. Go play. You'll be fine. And and both of those things are necessary to me for a, a healthy kid. But we've totally removed the brush yourself off. You'll be fine. Go play. We'll take care of that later. We've, we've, we've lost that. But anyway... Over the last few years, pushback against these overly sanitized, you can't possibly get hurt, you know, padded room playgrounds has grown considerably. I've got the most amazing one in my town, and I live in a town in America that could legitimately have the most uh, expensive and padded playground in America. I mean, it's that kind of town. it could be. Um, And it's just amazing, the the park in downtown that the taxpayers paid for. The the ground you walk on, there's no ground. It's all been replaced by this spongy stuff, so it's like walking in a... I don't know what it is, but... So you're like walking... So if you just fell down on your own, you wouldn't get hurt. Right. Like the world is that way. Right. Um, uh, And then every piece of equipment, everything is round. So there's nothing like even close to a corner or anything like that. Oh my God! Because you could walk into that and hurt yourself. And everything is slow moving and soft. No and running, just... no running, children. And, and it's listen. almost like becoming a bubble boy, just stepping onto the playground. I tell you what, I should be happy when people come back to our way of thinking. I'm still mad that they ever went away from it. But putting that aside, I'm going to read you this sentence. Pushback against the overly sanitized playgrounds have grown considerably with new research supporting the importance of play, and especially unstructured play, for early childhood development. You really needed a researcher to tell you it's important to just let kids play, to create, to confront problems, to solve problems, to get knocked down and get up again. You really needed a researcher to tell you that about human beings? Okay, all right, I've said enough. The rules for what they're not allowed to do on the monkey bar structure at the school are just unbelievable. And listen, got to throw this in. Part of it's fear of liability. Yeah, so I was wondering how you get around that part. So we've decided, we all all agree with the researchers and common sense, that having uh, playgrounds where you could get hurt. Or let kids run and play tag and the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, But then Junior falls down, and listen... And this is the part that really gets me. Mom and dad are good, strong Americans. They know this stuff we're talking about as well as we do. And they say, nah, let's go, we'll go, we'll go get Jimmy's uh, broken arm fixed and, and, and he'll be fine. It happens to kids all the time. Yes. Um, but if Sam, if Sam breaks his ankle playing tag at school, I would, expect, go to the doctor. I would expect my health insurance to pay for that. He's yes, my oh, kid. Your health insurance company then sues the school. And you tell them, no, 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 don't do that. I'll pay for it out of pocket. And they say, that's not how it works. And the, the insurance companies now are suing 
school districts. I don't know how you fix this. I, I, mean, I don't either, and that's the part that really frustrates me. you got to change the laws or something. Yeah, I've uh, told I, this story before, but very briefly, there's a couple of kids playing in my neighborhood. Um, and and kid, well, kid A was at Kid B's house. Kid A gets hurt. Uh, kid B's insh- parents' insurance company, I'm sorry, Kid A's family's insurance company, sues Kid B's family and their insurance company, tears the neighborhood apart. When for the entirety of American history, family A would have said, all right, no, 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 we'll go to the doctor. They're playing. They're having fun. I mean, it's not like mom and dad gave them guns to shoot or something like that as eight-year-olds. They pushed them off of something. <laughs> right, exactly. They weren't assaulted. They are just playing one kid got hurt. So that that is so insidious. Yeah, I'm not sure how to get hold of that. I know. Like uh, my son's school, as I've mentioned many times, if it, it rained the day before, they can't play out on the grass. So they all stay on the pavement and are bored because it might be slippery. I mean, it's just, what? That's crazy. Like um, the world is after it rains. But. So you're denying kids the ability to even learn the art of not falling on their heads. <laughs> it's that stupid. But if you get into the lawyer angle of it, even me, as hardcore as I am about this, I'd have to say, well, we can't let them play because if three more kids get hurt, we have to shut the school down. Oh man! We can't afford it. All right. Well, here's you want to fight. Here's why you want to fight this. You know how we do it and how long it's going to take. I'm not entirely sure, but here's why. The findings of these completely unnecessary new studies, but what the heck? If they win the day, the, the, that's helpful. Is that um, you're you want to foster creativity, independence, problem solving, risk taking. Getting the kids stronger and the rest of it. The take-home message for municipalities is stop setting your bar at the level of the most anxious parent. If you do that, you're guaranteed to produce boring and dull playgrounds, said a a London-based researcher and advocate, who is my new hero, who recently authored a white paper. Oh, that's good, because you can read the print better on a white paper. (laughs) I guess, is that like uh, for uh, research? Is that what they call research papers? I don't know. Um, uh, he published this. I, I wish I had any of my research papers throughout the years. If you set the level, if you set your bar at the level of the average parent, or maybe even at the level of the parents who do want some excitement and challenge in their kids' lives, then things start to look different. You're right. We and have, the kids build all those things you want them to build. We have been setting the bar at the level of the most scared parent. Right. A, f- a funny example of this is, so my son's school's playground, they don't have swings. I assume they don't have swings because they're too dangerous. All they have, chainsaws and shotguns. And the monkey bars that are and still there. tigers. <laughs> from decades ago, they're not allowed to do like normal, you can't get up on the monkey bars the way the monkey bars were designed for and everything like that. What are you allowed to do? Look at them and cry? <laughs> you can hang from them, but you can't crawl up on top of them. You know how in monkey yeah. bars, you know, or like, uh, what do you call that thing you go hand over hand? What is there's a name for that? I don't know, but everybody knows what you mean. Anyway, yeah. every school I ever went to, every kid, you, somebody's crawling up on top of those things. And blah, blow the whistle. That, that that's absolutely not allowed. Right. Um. But so anyway, on the weekends, like if my son's there with his friends, they were there a couple of weeks ago, and they took a big mound of the wood chips that are supposed to make everything spongy so nobody gets hurt. Right. Lord knows you can't have the ground underneath you. Right. I grew up with pavement underneath me. Everybody right. lived. <laughs> but uh, you t- they take all the, the mounds of wood chips and make them into a ramp, and then they jump their bikes 
over the the big ramp. Oh, horrors! <laughs> and it's freaking awesome. And and all of us parents were like, "Ah!" Because they're like they barely had enough room to stop before they were going to hit the monkey bars. Yeah. But you know, whatever. That's what you do as a kid. Uh, boy, just turn your head. Just I don't did, even I, watch. I even said one of their moms. I said, "You might want to watch this. Your orthodontist is going to ask how it happened." <laughs> <laughs> As funny on the playground as he is in the radio studio, everybody calls Jack Armstrong. But they're jumping their bikes over this ramp, and I thought the people who designed this super safe park were not yeah. were not wanting this to happen. Oh, that's beautiful. Man, let your kids be kids. But that's what kids. boys want to do. Free-range kids. Boys of the, of the age of 9 and 10, these are all like 10-year-olds, they've had such a desire in their DNA to do something dangerous, to test the limits, to deal with fear. We're just built that way. It allows for warfare and all kinds of other things, which I realize is toxic and we go away if we're all women. But it's not going to. Right. Um, but we just we're built that way to do that sort of stuff. Right. You've been feeling it. You've been thinking it. Maybe you've been bullied into silence. Let your little boys be little boys. Let your little girls be little girls. And stop listening to the veal calf farmers. Let kids be kids. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think uh, two things. I think he is benefiting right now because he's considered a moderate, but so would the rest of the universe compared to Bernie Sanders. But I can tell you folks in South Carolina, don't think of Joe Biden as being moderate. Um, he's a liberal Democrat, except when you compare him to Bernie Sanders. Now, how will we do? How will he do as a candidate? I mean, Martha, watching him. Makes me as nervous as watching Lindsey Graham in a spelling bee. I mean, I am terrified watching him. What does that mean? What was that shot at Lindsey at the end? I love Trey Gowdy, though. Man, I hope he stays on the scene. So there are a number of places where you can bet on politics. I'm surprised that's legal. There's Unibet, Smarkets, BetVector. Which one did you use? Predict.org. BetVer, Bovada. There's a bunch of them. Stop making up words. (laughs) Anyway, the Real Clear Politics took the average of your betting websites. Uh, as of February 25th, which is what? A week ago? A week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average of these betting sites had Biden at about 15%. He is, as of last night, on the average at 73%. I will tell you this, and I don't have the snapshot from back uh, a week no, or two ago. Now it's almost 78%. Um, I don't have the snapshot of a week ago, but I will tell you this at predicted.org where I wagered money and have lost virtually all of it um, because I haven't been paying attention. Joe Biden's stock is 77 cents. Bernie Sanders stock is 18 cents. Yeah, well, that fits in with these numbers almost exactly. So Hillary um, Clinton's is at three. She's come down a couple of cents. Hillary. Well, you can Lord. go by back as recently as uh, Friday, this past Friday, and Joe Biden was in the, the 20s. I guess that's he'd gone up a little because that South Carolina poll looked okay. Okay. Then he skyrockets after after South Carolina, and now he's up near 80. Up near 80. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, word to the wise, you can get Kamala Harris really cheap right now. <laughs> They're practically giving it away. Is that an overreaction? Are we doing the same thing again? Are we all going to be uh, saying, oh, my God, who saw that coming when uh, 
Elizabeth Warren comes out of nowhere in a week or so. No, no. no. She lost her own. She was in third in her own state. Nobody wants her. She's a bad example. Get out. You better have a plan for your next job. Nobody wants you. I have a plan for that. I must feel weird saying this because I've, you know, we've all been wrong so many times. Just, but is the story kind of written now? Oh boy, do I have to say it out loud? Yes. Elizabeth Warren's stock is at a penny. As is Andrew Yang's. She's tied with Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Kirsten Gillibrand, Andrew Cuomo, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, hey now. Jerry Brown, who has both feet in the grave. (laughs) (laughs) He's just waiting. Beto O'Rourke. Just standing in the grave waiting. Is it time yet? Liz Warren is tied with Tulsi Gabbard for the love of democracy. Yeah. Right. Good night. Mm, it happens. Yeah, it does happen. How long can I hold on to this stuff I predicted? I might buy some uh, Penny Yang stocks and just hold it on for a couple election cycles. Yeah. What could it hurt? What could it hurt? I'm not sure it works that way. I think it, it resets or something at the end oh, of it. Boo, boo. You know, listen, final note on the, the kids' playground thing, because this is so important to me. And, and, you know, this has been proved in, in several different aspects of modern life, including backup cameras in cars. They have not reduced the number of people who get squashed when people are backing up because people no longer check their mirrors or whatever. They just look at the background backup camera if they look at all and just back up. It'll beep if there's something close. Right, exactly. And so people have become more careless as the technology has made them more able to care. That makes sense. So this this guy who did this big study of of playgrounds and kids and risk taking the rest of these things is they're they're trying to instruct people in making uh, playgrounds play workers they're trained to analyze the quality of risk asking is this something the child will learn from is this something that will hurt the child potentially and they rarely have to intervene because children are making the same determinations themselves. Hmm. According to this Wilson fellow, knowing that they're in a high-risk environment makes kids pay more attention. Right. Whereas super-sanitized environments have the opposite effect. That makes perfectly good sense. That's why she rejects the claims that adventure playgrounds are risky spaces full of uncertainty. The kids are really good at figuring that out. Because for as long as Homo sapiens have existed, that's what we do. And the idea of childhood is that you learn the things you have to learn so that as an adult you will survive. Stop denying your kids that learning Well, experience. especially past the age of like one and a half, I didn't have any more interest in breaking my arm than my parents did me breaking my arm. Right. Right. They're worried about it. Me too. Right. Sounds terrible. There's a hole in the show, and you know it's time to go. It's time for final thoughts on your feet. <laughs> I played that for the whole family. Do you remember day. that? Hilarious. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap the show up. It's Michelangelo pressing the buttons, keeps us on our air. Michael. All right, we, we got school guidance counselors, we got fortune tellers, and now we got cable news political pundits are all people that can't predict things and don't know what they're talking about, apparently. I know. 
Wow, yeah, stunning indictment. Positive Sean, our producer, final thought. Yes, jokes about Bloomberg aside, I feel like we as a society need to encourage more billionaires to be reckless with their wealth. I think that's a, <laughs> that's a huge win for all of us. It's good for our business. Spend like crazy. Jack, a final thought to share. There are a lot of amazing things out of last night politically, but number one on the list to me is half the states Biden won, he'd never visited at all and had zero campaign workers there. That is astounding. It's the era of uh, internet and TV campaigning. You just don't have to go there anymore. How interesting. Speaking of going there, Jack, though Michael Bloomberg has gotten out of the race, and what a great time we all had with his candidacy, he was sure as heck triumphant in American Samoa. On island territory of approximately 56,000 people, And most American Samoans are bilingual and can speak both English and Samoan fluently. Samoan's its own language? Yes. Is it kind of a Spanish-ish sort of thing or not? Uh, Out in the the South Pacific? I doubt it. What is it? Kind of Asian-ish? It's, it's, uh, uh, what do you call it? Pacific Islander. I don't know if you know about Spanish exploration. You know what? It's exactly right. It's Samoan. It's Samoan, Jack. Hmm. You're 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 a part of the the the, the, uh, the colonialism something or other <laughs> oppression oh. oppression. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank you. Got to go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. All of our podcasts are there. The clicks and stuff we talk about. Armstrong and Getty swag, man. We have some really funny T-shirts for you to wear. Show your uh, your support of the show that you're a friend of Armstrong and Getty. You can email us mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Hey Esther, I think I'm going to be the nominee. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Oh, my God.